Poppy, my guy, what is going on on a Tuesday? Well, you know, it's a Tuesday, man. Got the club going up. Shout out the party next door. Shout out the party next door. Yeah, no. Uh, Tuesday. Uh, today sucked so far. Not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Um, yeah, we had a decent lunch. Decent lunch, yes. I enjoyed my sub. I don't know about you. No, no, lunch was good. But I, like, somebody that lives, like, up around the way from me decided to be a really, really good idea to have a tree cut down today. Um, if you've if you've been a part of this journey since we have started this over seventy one episodes ago, seventy one, seventy two, I think we're on episode seventy three. Okay, seventy two episodes ago. Uh, if you've been a part of this journey the entire time, you know that I have worked overnight through every single episode. Yeah. Um. So I sleep when I get home in the morning. When most people are up and being active, I am. Hibernating. I'm getting my day started. You're shutting down. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I don't know why people decide it's a really good idea to have a tree cut down in the morning because it really just doesn't benefit anyone. So I don't know. if you weren't following where I was going there, I didn't sleep much today. I'm I'm really running on just uh Ghost Energy. Shout out Ghost Energy. Shout out Ghost Energy. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. Um I'm really just running on that right now. And a cheesesteak. And a cheesesteak, yeah. From Jersey Mike's Up. Yeah, from Jersey Mike's Ups. Um, so I'm not really the most alert right now. You're a little cranky, too. Rightfully so, but a little cranky. Yeah, I'm a little cranky just because <laughs> I, I, I didn't get a lot of sleep. Like which, I said, which, rightfully so. Which, I mean, when most people don't get a lot of sleep, they're cranky. I mean, it just, it's, it's just how it is. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not bashing you for it, like I said. I mean, no, you're, yeah. a little, you're a little cranky, but I'd be a little cranky, too. No, I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting there. I also don't really feel like going to work tonight. Um, but that is what it is. But no, here we are. It's Tuesday. We're in the lab. We're here to talk about sports. Yeah, you know, I uh, we're here to talk about things, not necessarily sports. I went to worked at the gym earlier today. Anytime Fitness, you can see there branding there, a little free advertisement for the for the gym there. There you go. Um, go to Anytime Fitness for all your fitness needs. Shout all your out, fitness needs. Shout out Tim Reno. Yeah, shout out Tim Reno. He he will he'll he'll get you right. Yes, you, you you wanna you wanna get right for the summer? My man's got you. You run out of time because <laughs> hey. it's March. Hey, 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 hey. It's possible. And there's also next summer. Um, exactly. I didn't say this summer. For the summer. For a summer. <laughs> for a summer. He's got you. Um, also, this is, the, this is our first episode of March. False. Spring. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. First, episode, <laughs> first episode of spring. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. We got, we got the date right there in the corner. This is 321. Do I have to explain that I didn't get a lot of sleep again? <laughs> yeah, can you? I will. I so the to... neighbor was cutting down. No, I'm kidding. So the neighbor was cutting down a fucking tree again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're, we got some free branding over here. Uh, decided to let the chain hang out today. Said, screw it. Let's let's stun on him a little bit. My wonderful girlfriend got me this for uh, for Christmas because mine was getting a little uh, little abused. Well, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, I had a good few years of of, uh, of a run there. This one that I've been wearing, I've had it for well over a year now. Yeah, that one had that one had that one had like a two year shelf life. And by shelf, I mean my shoulders. Yeah. Um and uh, you know, it had been in the ocean a few times. The door just randomly opened. Ziggy is not out there, so I. Yeah, it's oh. it's it's the it's 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 the breeze coming. Oh, do you have the? Oh, I didn't yeah, realize I, you had it open. Yeah, I put the one. I mean, had the window open. Oh, I like that little fresh air coming in here. Yeah, yeah. Uh no, well, my, both of us have been in here tooting so. 
You more so than me. Hey, but, hey, but hey. That, but that is what it is. They didn't stink. We're fine. But you did it more than I did. That's fair. <laughs> they're like a they're like a chihuahua. They bark a lot, but they don't bite. <laughs> but when they do bite, it hurts like hell. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh no. The chain that I the chain that I've been wearing with the with the with the cross on it, I've had that for a while. I mean, that was in Yeah, you have had that one for a while. That was in Two different oceans. It's been well, two different oceans. It's been it's been in the ocean on two different countries. Um, in the Atlantic a lot. Yeah, sitting by the pool. Um, it's gone through it. Yeah, mine's been in the pool, and it's 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 holding up between the salt water, the chlorine. Yeah, and it um, it, it holds up, man. I mean, like it's not my old chain wasn't real gold. It was just gold plated, right? Because, uh, you know, I make just above minimum wage. Right. So I, you know, I'm not buying a gold chain. I ain't, I ain't got it like that. No. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, she bought me this one. It's a phenomenal piece. Happy about it. Should be. Keeps the look alive. I don't know what look you're going for, but I feel you. Just, you know, someone that wears a gold chain. That's the look. Okay. Just someone. Not anyone in particular. <laughs> just someone who does. Can I can I tell you something? I had a uh No. Okay. Uh anyway, that's our show. Yep, that's the show for the week. Uh I had a patient tell me the other day that uh I look like Rob Lowe. And this is one that I've gotten quite a bit. I don't see it. I've gotten this one quite a bit. I gotta sneeze and I'm so sorry. Bless you. <laughs> that was not planned. No. No, it was not. Rob Lowe is in shambles right now. Fix your fucking ear, earpiece, you muff. <laughs> it's an ear muff, if you will. <laughs> uh, no. Rob Lowe is in shambles. No, Rob Lowe, I don't see that. I've gotten that one quite a few times. You know what one I've gotten before? What's that? I, I've told you. I think I've told you this. I've gotten Mac Miller before. Yeah, I can see that. The beard. It's the beard, yeah. It's the beard. Yeah. It also helps that I'm white. You're albino and have a beard. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I can kind of see that one in a roundabout way. Like I like I didn't realize it until I actually looked at it. Like when I have my beard like thicker, like right now, like um Steph shaved it down on Saturday. It's it's a little thinned out. Yeah, she, it was it was real like like Friday when you saw me, that was bad. I don't remember. It was like it was like really really thick. Even even Steph said that. Um for all, your hair, for all your haircut needs, go see Steph at Split Ends at You've the. Tried uh, this already multiple times. I'm gonna do it again. I'm trying to help. Out, I'm trying to help out my lady, dude. That's fair. I'm just saying you've you've tried this. I'm trying to make it out the hood, guy. What hood? <laughs> that, 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 that's 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 not important. I'm trying to make it out the hood. I'm trying to make it out a hood. All right. Ace hood. A hood. Did you wake up in a new Bugatti? No. Okay. Uh. Hit up my girlfriend if you need any uh if you need your haircut split ends at the uh festival at Bel Air. Fair enough. Bel Air is far away. What well, I you know what I'll, I'll tell you. Some if you if you ever need a contract negotiated, just talk to Laramie Tunsil. No, we're just jumping right into it. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, so number one, first and foremost, I would like to apologize to Laramie Tunsil. We've insinuated a few times on this podcast that we think he should be cut in order to save salary cap while the Houston Texans thought otherwise, and they have now made him the highest paid left tackle in the league, not once, but twice in the last three years. And he does not have an agent. He is his own agent. No, Laramie Tunsil is a super agent. 
So if you ever need a contract negotiated, you just talk to Laramie Tunsil. He will get you right. Lamar, right. hey, Lamar, just text Laramie. See if he can do something for you. Laramie Tunsil. You know, it's funny. Like, like the whole, like, Laramie Tunsil roller coaster. Right. Like, that, that, that's been a hell of a roller coaster. If you remember, <laughs> going back to 2016, that was when he was drafted. Was it 16? Yeah, same draft as uh, Ronnie Stanley. Okay. For some reason, 17 stuck in my mind. No, nope, but... it was 2016. Okay. That wasn't too far off. No, yeah, no, you're, you're you're pretty spot on. Um, But 2016, Laramie Tunsil was projected to be the number one overall pick in the draft, but he was not taken with said pick because right as the draft was starting, there was a leaked picture of him with a bong gas mask smoking weed. Yeah. Now... It, like he, I, I think he said it was like a fake picture, like somebody like photoshopped it or whatever. But regardless, there were some character issues surrounding Laramie Tunsil when he came out of Ole Miss, and that just kind of just threw up some red flags. So he went from potentially being a Baltimore Raven, yeah, which, which I think that was uh, that was a pretty realistic possibility at six, oh, yeah, um, to being drafted number thirteen overall by the Dolphins. Since then, he was traded to the traded to the Texans and. In 2020, Laramie Tunsil signed a three-year, $66 million deal, $40 million guaranteed. Um, total amount earned on the contract was $57.8 million at an APY of $22 million. Okay. Just last week, Laramie Tunsil signed an extension, another three-year deal, $75 million, $25 million annual uh and annual salary annual salary um with 50 million in guarantees Laramie Tunsil has made himself the highest paid left tackle twice in 3 years dude i mean good on super him super agent good on him for real yeah and and you know this is something that we've talked about you know this is something that i think i think ideally this is a route that Lamar Jackson wants to take short deal Cash in, maximize your maximize your earnings. And and Laramie Tunsil's doing it successfully. I see no reason why he shouldn't be doing it. He's doing okay. The crazy part to me is Laramie Tunsil is not a superstar left tackle. He's a very solid upper echelon at like star tackle, but he's not like a superstar. Like when you think of like the best left tackles, you think about Trent Williams. Um I personally think of Ronnie Stanley as long as he can stay healthy and on the field. Um, David Bakhtiari is another one. Let's see if PFF can Ronnie Stanley is definitely top 10. Um, was it? Uh, dude from the Giants. Andrew Thomas. He had a good season. He had a really good season. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Laramie Tunsil like, doesn't... He's not... See the problem with Laramie Tunsil is he like he's on like the worst team in the NFL by far. Well, right, yeah. So like he has to he has to do so much by himself. I mean, um, I personally think Laramie Tunsil's a top ten left tackle in the league, but let's see. he's not like set the market. I wonder what his PFF number was. Who knows? I'm trying to find out now. Where do you rank? Um, eighty. He had a grade of eighty. He had a grade of eighty, and I think number one was like ninety-one. Okay, so he may be like fourteenth or fifteenth. Yeah, he played the fifteenth most snaps. 
uh, committed 11 penalties, which was seventh. Mm. So it was one a game. Yeah. And uh, allowed one sack. That's not bad, man. Nope. Not bad at all. Considering he had freaking Davis Mills back there, that's not bad at all. Yeah. And then I wonder how Trent Williams compares. So Trent Williams, obviously, was the number one graded. He, I mean, he's regarded as the number one left tackle in the league. Um, He has much more numbers on his page. He does. This is going to be interesting to find out. <laughs> I can do this. Ah, here we go. Uh, also committed one sack, played 871 snaps. I think he missed games. And he committed seven penalties. So much less, only gave up one sack. Yeah, so Laramie Tunsil's right up there with the best left tackle in football. Right. And I want to say, not to take anything away from Trent Williams, but I don't think he played all 16. Uh, No, I, I think he was definitely missed like a game or two. Yeah, I think I think he did, so... Again, not to take anything away from him, because Trent Williams is the best left tackle in the league. Like, it's not close. Yeah. I don't think either. Um, but, you know, playing sixteen, playing playing more games and committing, what, four more penalties, I think that puts you pretty on track with one of the better left tackles in the league. He's yeah, just he, He's just not one of the guys that you think of immediately, because he plays in Houston, which, yeah. is, which is pretty much NFL purgatory. Yeah. Maybe more so than Cleveland. Yeah, I mean... I Cleveland mean, might be hell. Houston's purgatory. Yeah, I mean, even Cleveland finds finds ways to stay relevant. The only reason why I think Houston stays in the news is just because of how bad they are. Like, how misran they are as a franchise. Yeah. So the thing with, the thing with Cleveland is they somehow always seem to put together a pretty good team on paper. It never translates it to the field. It falls apart. But they put a good team together on paper. Like who was it? the guy? The guy they just signed, whose name is escaping me, um, said that they had the pieces together to make a run. So what the guy said? Yeah, well, I mean, dude, you just go back a few years and think about the fact that they had, um, they still had a very good offensive line. They had Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney on the defense, Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams. Um, they had Odell Juan, Beckham Jr., Juan Thornhill. That was yeah. Okay. They had OBJ. They had um, Jarvis Landry. They had David Njoku, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Like, they had... That's a, that's a pretty good roster. Like, it was loaded. Loaded at the positions that you needed to be loaded at. Now, granted, they beat the living shit out of the Steelers in the playoffs. But uh, then they ended up losing to the Chiefs, which that was a pretty competitive game, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But they never they never got past the divisional round. Um, so... I, I don't know, man. Good on Laramie Tunsil. Like I said, if you need your haircut, go see Poppy's girlfriend. <laughs> if you need a contract negotiated, go see Laramie Tunsil. Yeah. For realsies. Those two will get you right. If you need it in the same day, you better have a pretty good travel agent. Yeah. I don't or, have a good one of those. I'm sorry. Or hit me up. I can do it for you. Poppy could do it. Perfect. You can get your hair cut by Steph. Poppy plans the flight down to Houston. Laramie Tunsil gets you paid. And there you go. That's a day. What are you doing? Stop looking up flights to Houston. I'm trying to tell people how, how expensive they are. No one's trying to fly to Houston. You can fly Spirit nonstop for 129 bucks. I'm here to tell people Spirit's not that bad. It's not. 
no. Spirit is not that bad. Granted, we flew on it for an hour. Yeah, I wouldn't trust Spirit to go over an ocean, but I don't think I think I think Spirit is is domestic only. Yeah, they definitely. Like, are. like I, I I think the furthest it'll go is like maybe, maybe like DR or Puerto Rico or something like that. Maybe I don't know. But even so, like like a like a small little jump from Florida to Puerto Rico. That's not that's not crazy. No. No, like you can you can trust that, but no, Spirit's actually Spirit gets a, a worse name than what it actually deserves. It's it's not bad at all. I've flown on Spirit quite a few times. I've flown um, to Myrtle Beach on it, to Charleston, well, to Myrtle Beach twice, I guess, um, and then to New Orleans. I've been fine every time. Yeah, I, I mean, I've 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 made it back both times. I've I have uh, been on it. See, I can also get you on a flight to front from Frontier. That. Shooey pig. You'll take a four hour flight to Denver. Have an eighteen hour layover. Oh my god. And then fly to Houston. No. For $178. I trust Spirit more than I trust Frontier. No, and I've never flown on it, so I wouldn't know. Neither would I. Neither yeah. have I, so I don't know. But I've flown on Spirit North and Southwest. That's it. How was Southwest? Was it was it like significantly better? Like could you notice a difference? No. Southwest uh Wi Fi's free. And they actually have like movie packages that you can choose from. Drinks are free. Interesting. Like, like when I say drinks are free, like you can get a Sierra Mist for free, not alcohol. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, with any airline, if you if you want alcohol, you got to pay for it. But um, no, they can afford to give free drinks. Well, it's because their ticket prices are more. Yeah. Yeah. It's not free. You're still paying for it. I didn't tell you. I may be going to. I didn't say it on the podcast. I may have told you. I may be going to an Atlanta Braves game. You in, did tell me. In Atlanta. You did tell me. So, maybe. That's TBD. We gotta we uh, Steph's got to figure out more information about that. But, yeah. very exciting times. I may be going to an Atlanta Braves game. And... That's it at the moment. Orioles, of course, but... Not or- the... Not the Rays and the Marlins? I don't know, maybe. Okay. Not up in the air. <sighs> I don't know. Well, just that's, just briefly. That's, that's in the end right there. Briefly, I know we're not going to talk about it. Um, there was a rumor today that came out about Lamar Jackson and the contract. Uh, Mike Florio reported that uh, Lamar Jackson has somebody, somebody in his camp has been reaching out to other teams to spark negotiations to get an offer sheet. Um which is not allowed because that person is not sanctioned by the NFL or the NFL Players Association um, to negotiate for Lamar Jackson. So um, that pretty much went nowhere. And it also came out that Lamar Jackson said that he's done with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I don't believe, I don't necessarily believe this. Um, just, just briefly touching on it. Mike Florio has put out stuff about Lamar Jackson before that has proven to be false. Um, he's also put out stuff about Odell Beckham Jr. wanting fifteen to twenty million dollars a year on a contract, which was also false. Um, respectfully, I don't think Mike Florio knows his ass from a hole in the ground. Yeah, I mean, I've said I've said before that with the whole with the whole Lamar Jackson thing, if it doesn't come directly from the Ravens or from Lamar Jackson, I don't believe any of it. Um, so this idea that somebody who is so again, fo- you know, fo- follow this. Lamar Jackson self-represented. He is now having somebody who's not a part of his representation talking to teams on his behalf. Yeah. Telling teams that he's now done with the Ravens 
and he would now like his best offer from them. Doesn't make a why that makes no sense at all. I said it before. This like this is all these rumors. They don't make any sense. It's like uh, it's like there's four different puzzles all mixed up into one puzzle box, um, and one of them is like about a rainbow. One's about a forest. One's about a skyscraper, and one's about a donut. Um, and none of it makes sense. It's just right. Like he has somebody negotiating for him, but he doesn't want an agent. That makes like that, that, makes, that makes absolutely no sense to me. He doesn't want to be a part of the Ravens, but. He still wears the Ravens chain and has the shield on a jacket. Right. The like he like he still has pictures of the Ravens on his social media. But he's done with the Ravens. Like none of it just like none of it makes any sense. Um but I put this in the notes before this even this report even came out, but it said that he's done he said he's done with the Ravens. Um I put in the notes, what does the um what does the ideal quarterback look like like what does the quarterback room look like for the Ravens if Lamar does not um come back to the Ravens and then like I said then this report came out so I'm like oh well shit seems like yeah we definitely got to talk about it now so if you're the Ravens we lose Lamar Jackson we don't we don't care where he goes in this situation he could go to the commanders he could go to the Colts he could go play in the USFL we don't care in this scenario Ravens lose Lamar Jackson you're in charge of it what does your quarterback room look like? <laughs> okay, so first of all, with the Raven with the Ravens not having Lamar Jackson under contract, that frees up thirty two million dollars that is fully guaranteed to him this season. So the Ravens jump from seven million dollars in available cap room to thirty nine million. So just a few things that I have happening. Um, so signing for Frank Clark, uh, that's about I uh, just some just some pass rush. A guy who's been there before, I think you can get him for really cheap. That could be about three million. Shaquille Griffin, I think that could be like another five and a half. Both two guys that can come in and make an impact, not a stellar impact, but guys that can come in, provide a veteran presence, and um, I think do some good things for the team overall. I didn't dive this deep into it. I just told did quarterbacks. You, told you I was not, I was diving pretty deep into this. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a whole fucking rundown of what oh, I did. I didn't prepare for all this. I just did quarterbacks. Well, see, I I told you I was doing a deep dive, and you just kind of like okay. Well, I didn't know you were going into other positions. It was literally like, what does a quarterback room look like? But like, and you're but, like pass rush. But <laughs> I mean, this is this is kind this is kind of going to be like a like an indicator of kind of what the team also could look like. Yeah. Given given how much uh, available cap do we have, um, I think the Ravens would end up retaining Snoop. Due to familiarity, of course, it is going to be a, a different system, a different playbook. But Snoop's been in, been in the locker room. The players trust him. I think the coaches trust him. I think he would be the best option going forward, starting. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not for us to be incredibly successful. But with that said, the Ravens would also need to get a backup quarterback. I don't think Anthony Brown is that guy. I think a guy that you can get for really, really cheap, bring back to the Ravens, trade him shortly. Okay, who's a similar a similar type build to what uh, Snoop does? They're both both a little undersized. They're both mobile. And they both have a cannon. Snoop's a little bit more accurate, and he's he doesn't have as much arm power. Trace McSorley could unfucking cork a ball. Yeah, he could. He could throw goalpost goalpost if he tried. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about all. Yeah, that, that's one hundred and twenty yards. I know, but <laughs> I don't know about all that. But uh, but with that said, you have two guys who were kind of like a bridge option. Um, and with that, with and from there, I think you would end up turning to the draft. Um, 
so as a as a precursor to let you know how I got all this compensation, um, in the draft I ended up trading pick number twenty two to the Tennessee Titans in exchange for forty one, seventy two, and a fifth rounder in twenty twenty four. At forty one, I ended up grabbing Josh Downs for the Ravens. So you get a, you get a receiver for um, Snoop to throw to. Coming back around in the third round, I traded that pick. I traded pick number 72 and that fifth round pick that I got from Tennessee to Arizona for pick number 66 and picked up Hendon Hooker. Okay. So my ideal quarterback room would then, Hendon Hooker, who's recovering from an ACL injury, uh, you have um, Tyler Huntley, Trace McSorley, Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker would be, I think, the starter of the future, given what's going to be around him. Um, and you have two guys who can start in place of him until he's back from the ACL injury. Okay. I mean, there's rumors that he could be ready to go at the start of the season, but there, just yeah. pump the brakes and give him more time. I'm, I, I'm with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, pump the brakes, give him a little bit more time, let him, let him, let him heal up, and uh, just see where it takes you from there. Um. To to hit on a little bit more of what I did in the draft as well, um, I ended up grabbing Eli Ricks, another corner in round three. Uh, Isaiah McGuire um, at pick number one twenty four, um, edge rusher out of Missouri, at number one fifty seven. I got Dorian Williams, a linebacker out of Tulane, and then I finished it up with pick number one ninety nine, Keontae Mitchell, at um, a running back from Eastern Carolina. Okay. Now, I teased this with you earlier about trading Patrick Queen and what would be a 2024 third-round pick to then make the wide receiver room Josh Downs, Rashad Bateman, and DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. So, so a move for DeAndre Hopkins, I think, because I, I believe the Cardinals are willing to take on some of his salary in order to kind of get rid of him. Yeah. Um. So I think in total, I think DeAndre Hopkins would end up costing the Ravens like a million, eleven million dollars, uh, against cap this season. Well, that can restructure him. Right. That th- that is that is because right now his cap number is twenty nine. Yeah. So that is with that is. With the Ravens trading away Patrick Queen, restructuring, and the Cardinals taking all part of his deal. Okay. Because if the Cardinals were to restructure him, that would get them down to 20. Trading away Patrick Queen get, gets us down another two. So if the Cardinals take on 7 million and we take on, take on 11, I think that's realistic. All right. I think that's realistic. So in total, I mean, my the court, quarterback room would be, again, Tyler Huntley. Trace McSorley and Hendon Hooker. Okay, Hendon Hooker obviously being for the future. The team, the team would sh- would struggle in the short term, but long term, I think it would be in in a better situation. Okay, so, so yeah, that's what I got. And and like you're like that, that. I'm with that. That's that's what I got. Not just like that's who you were able to get in the draft. Like you're like, hey, this is. I'm happy with this. If this. Is the reality of losing Lamar Jackson? I'm I'm, I'm set with this. Yeah, if the, if that's the reality, and that's and that's how the offseason kind of turns out, I wouldn't be too I I wouldn't be bent out of shape at all. Um, 
I mean, of course, I of course I had to trade back up in order to get Hendon Hooker. Um, I mean, that's a guy who I've who I've been big on the through the entire college football season. Yeah, I mean, he had a remarkable season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played he played really really good. And he was going to win the Heisman until he tore his ACL. Right, and I th- I think he offers more day one starter ability than guys such as Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. Um, I think he's the third most pro ready, maybe even the fourth behind Tanner McKee. You think McKee's pro ready? Uh, I think he is, just because he plays in that pro style offense. I mean, is he is he is he pro ready to succeed? Not necessarily, but I think he's. You could put him out there, and he's not going to like fold under the pressure. Another he, Davis Mills. He's not going to have like any. I mean, I think he's a little better than Davis Mills, but he's not going to have like. He's not going to go out there and think to himself, I have no clue what the fuck I'm doing. Not saying that's Will Levis, not saying that's Anthony Richardson, but they're both guys that are... The label on them is project as opposed to pro-ready. Okay. All so, right. so that's what I got. All right, you ready for mine? Sure. sure. All right, so I'm going to start with the draft. And in the fifth round, the Ravens select Stenson Bennett. Okay. Now... I know that's a guy not everybody's high on. I don't really understand why. I mean, he's like 5'11", 190-some pounds. I understand why people aren't, but... Why? I mean, it's a whole... It's 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 kind of like the whole thing with Alabama quarterbacks. That, that, that until it's proved otherwise, you just assume it's the system, not necessarily the player. Or like Ohio State. Until, un, like un, until somebody goes at, until until he can prove otherwise, because of course, the defense was even better in year two. Yeah, he, I mean he still had he still had great offensive weapons. So I mean, any 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 had great running backs. Un, like until he can go out and prove like, hey, look, I was a bigger part of this than people actually realize. Then people aren't going to be as high on him as what as what most as what some people are. I'll say this. The defense is great. The defense made stops and that's fantastic. Um the defense doesn't have anything to do with Stetson Bennett's ball placement on passes. That kid, and I say kid as if he's not like 25, 26 years old. He's older than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Um he's younger than me so I'm going to call him a kid. Like we'll say that man can throw the ball wherever he wants to throw it. Like, if he wants to throw a back shoulder fade, he's going to throw a back shoulder fade. It's going to be on your back shoulder. If he needs to drop it over the top into the basket, it's going to drop over the top into the basket. If he needs to put a little stank behind that ball and squeeze it in there, it's going to have a little stank behind it. I I understand what you're saying. He has just as strong of an arm as anybody else in this draft class. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I see all the all the benefits that Stenson Bennett can offer a team, but I think the incident that happened in the offseason he got and, drunk and knocked on doors i'm aware it's not that bad I, I i i agree with you i don't i don't think it's that bad at all it's all overshadowed now by jalen carter's incident well right yeah that's a good point um but i think just how dominant the team has been over the last two years i think it's it it may give people the impression that it's not it's not all stents a minute. But then again, could you not say the same thing about Bryce Young and CJ Stroud? I'm not trying to like argue you. I'm just like right, right. No, no. I mean, I, 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 I definitely understand that. I mean, I think it's, I think CJ Stroud's a little bit of a different conversation. Bryce Young, 
Bryce Young regressed after he had two receivers go to the draft. But that's just, I mean, we've, t- we've talked about that before. But to your credit, I understand where you're, go- where you're going with this. Reunite him with Todd Munkin, who he, who. Yes, who, he, he already schemed, ran his offense. Right, schemed, schemed it for Stetson Bennett to succeed. Yes, so. has already ran his offense, which is now apparently a NFL-level offense, who he just, like, his offensive coordinator at Georgia is now the offensive coordinator of the Ravens. So he's clearly capable. He's been in the NFL before. He knows how to run an NFL offense. He was very successful under his offense. Stenson Bennett, like, can you name a receiver from Georgia over the last two seasons that went to the NFL? George Pickens. He was suspended for half the season. He still played at Georgia. So he has he's had one NFL receiver. You said could I name one? Yeah. Bryce Check. Young has had Checkmate. John Mechie. And the conversation. Jameson Williams. I win. Jackpot. No, I know what to say. CJ Stroud has had Chris Olave. CJ Stroud Stroud's gonna have five receivers that have played in the NFL. Jackson Smith and Jigba's getting ready to come out. Five receivers drafted in the first round that plays in the NFL. Exactly. So six, because Jameson Williams was there also. Right. So right. Yeah. um Stetson Bennett has had George Pickens. He's gonna have Darnell Washington, who might go in the first round this year as a tight end, uh probably it's a second. If he, yeah. He could he he could. I don't think he will, but and, he could. And next year he's gonna have the best tight end in the draft, uh Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. That's the offensive weapons that he's rocking with. Um, and he made it work. He won two national championships um, with an NFL offensive line with against NFL defenses in Bama, LSU, um, some of those other like SEC defenses. So Stetson Bennett in the fifth round, like I, I don't see what the knock is on him. He can make any throw on the football field. He has the arm strength. He has the touch. Um, he has the vision, and he has the knowledge. And some people are like, oh, well, he's already 25, 26 years old. And wasn't the, Joe Burrow just as old, 24, 25 years old when he got drafted from LSU? And in the eyes of some people, that, that is that is a concern. So, so I mean, like, like I, I, I understand where the concerns are as far as Stenson Bennett goes. I mean, I think he is. If placed, I mean, this is with anybody. If placed in the right situation, I think he can succeed for sure. Yeah. You know, he's he's 5'11". That's an inch shorter than the six-foot, like... Quota that you need from a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, the, really. Yep. Yeah, uh, Kyle, not so much Kyler Murray, but Russell Wilson. He he kind of he kind of proved that height is really overrated. Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, um, Kyler Murray, now Bryce Young. Bryce Young is, I think, shorter than him. I think he measured in like five ten something. Shorter than who? Stetson Bennett. Oh, I I, I don't I don't know. You, you you mean you named four of the quarterbacks? That's you lost, fair. You lost me. For That's fair. Second. He. I think he's. I think he. Measured in shorter than Stetson Bennett. And Bryce Young's going to go with the top three picks. Maybe one, maybe two, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, so Stetson Bennett in the fifth round for the Ravens. Now, there's a free agent signing and a trade involved. Lord. So, this is all under the pretense that Anthony Brown is released or practice squad player. And uh, Tyler Huntley is let go of or signed somewhere else. Wow, you don't even have Snoop coming back. Don't even have Snoop coming back. Free agent signing. Ravens legend Joe Flacco on a veteran deal, cheaper deal. Like you could, you could sign, you could sign Joe Flacco for five million dollars a year. I think less than that, probably even less. Exactly, very cheap. Veteran deal. Come back to the, come back to your uh, home organization. You can come, you can come be a backup for a year or two. 
and we'll retire you at the end of the contract. You know, it really depends on what the uh, on what the system looks like because if it's going to be a little bit more, I didn't get I didn't watch a whole lot of Georgia football. I didn't, but I know Stenson Bennett is m- mobile. He's capable. He's got he's got more athleticism than what people think. He's 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 capable of de- of definitely moving. Um, I think Joe Flacco is like capable of moving in a wheelchair at this point in his career. Well, at this point, yeah. So, so I mean, I, I think I think it really depends on the philosophy that I think the Ravens want to go to under this. Stetson Bennett had 57 carries for 205 yards and 10 touchdowns. So he wasn't really. Uh, who's to know? Who's to know how many of those are design runs? Who's to know how many of those are scrambles? Sneaks, yeah. Sneaks, yeah. Um. So, all of this is under the pretense of Joe Flacco is going to be a backup veteran mentor quarterback. Now my trade comes in. Can I guess who this is going to be? Yes, you can. AFC or NFC? NFC. Kyle Trask. No. Was that close? Yes. Hmm. Same division, Matt Corral. They've already openly said that they're interested in shopping him out. They've brought in, was it Andy Dalton as the quarterback? I think so, yeah. Um, I think it was Andy Dalton. And they moved up to one to take their guy. Now, we'll just kind of touch on it. There's been talks about... The number one pick to the Panthers could be Bryce Young. I've I've seen four different quarterbacks go to the Panthers at one. That's fair. Um, I think Frank Reich has even come out and said, like, yeah, we haven't decided on one yet. It's a bold strategy. No, they they have. They they, they did the day that they traded up. They they just don't want to come out and openly say it. I'd come out and say it. Who cares? Is someone going to jump in front of us? They can't. It provides a little bit more more illusion. I was going with the SpongeBob imagination thing there. Imagination. I mean, you know, if 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 you tell, if you start, if you say right now who you're gonna take, that almost like, that almost like ruins the top four. That almost that almost ruins half the first round. I think that's fair. Um, so Matt Corral, trade for him, give him like a fifth or six year, fifth or sixth round pick next year. Not not from this coming draft next year. They took him in the third round. I don't think he's played in the regular season yet. Um, they're already trying to shop him out. So, like, you give Frank Reich be like, hey, I'll give you a fifth round next year for the kid. Frank Reich be like, all right, whatever. We didn't draft him. We're just happy to get something out of him. Next year, that is. Um, now, now you have two young quarterbacks, Matt Corral, who's been in the NFL for a season, He's seen a dysfunctional mess of an organization. And now you have Stetson Bennett, who's a little bit older. Um, but he would be a rookie. Reunite him with his offensive coordinator. And then you have Joe Flacco, the veteran Super Bowl winning quarterback, um, who comes in and plays the mentor role. Can teach these young men exactly how to play the quarterback position in the NFL. Help them break down some stuff within the Todd Munkin offense that maybe Matt Corral doesn't see. Maybe Stetson Bennett doesn't even see, even though he spent two seasons with him. Like, Joe Flacco could teach him patience, timing, anticipation. Um, maybe not pocket presence that wasn't Joe Flacco's strong suit. Um, but just the subtleties of the game. Like, Joe Flacco was trying to teach Zach Wilson, but Zach Wilson's too arrogant to learn. That's a good point. Um, Joe Flacco has played the mentor role. He can do it again with Matt Corral and Stenson Bennett. Now, and then my thought process on that is, one of those two got a hit. 
I watch Macarella at, at Ole Miss. That dude's got a cannon too. Um, I was high on him last season coming out of the draft. Um, I thought he was the most pro-ready uh, from the draft of all the quarterbacks. So finally give him a shot. You're paying pennies on the dollar for quarterbacks. You're paying a fifth-round quarterback, a third-round quarterback, and a veteran minimum at quarterback. We're, pay- we're not even spending $10 million on the quarterback room, and we have three in there. That frees up a shit ton of money. Now, you can go out and sign Odell Beckham Jr. Now you can potentially make a trade for DeAndre Hopkins and afford both of them. Now your now your wide receiver room could look like OBJ, D-Hop, and Rashad Bateman. Plus a rookie if you want to draft one. That makes too much sense for the Ravens to do it, though. You don't necessarily... Right, right. You don't necessarily have to do that. But that's my thought process on it. And, like, look... Are the Ravens going to be as dynamic with any of these quarterbacks? Are they going to be as dynamic as they are with Lamar Jackson? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Lamar Jackson is the most electrifying player I've seen on a football field. We grew up watching um, the Chris Johnsons, the Devin Hesters, the Percy Harvins. Um, You can name some other players. LaShawn McCoy. LaDainian Tomlinson, Darren Sproles. So Ed, very, Ed Reed. Ed Reed. Very electric players on the football field. None of them are more electric than Lamar Jackson. So, like, are the Ravens going to be as dynamic? Probably not. But I think they'll be more fundamentally sound with a quarterback room that looks like that. Two young guys that I think have the potential to learn um, and the veteran leadership to teach them and to check them. Like, do you think Stenson Bennett is going to tell Roquan Smith no? Another Georgia alumni who's been in the NFL who could decapitate you in practice if he really wanted to? Could decapitate you outside of practice. He could do that too. So, uh, so, so now I, I ask you this. Um, with doing those moves, what do you envision is the mindset of the Ravens at that point? So they make all those moves. What do you think the Ravens are saying about the team heading into this season? Like, what do you think their expectations are? If all if all those if all those moves happen happen the way you think they will, um, just strictly going off the quarterback room, DeAndre Hopkins, I don't know if that happens. Odell Beckham, I don't know if that happens. Even 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 with all the cap space, um. I know I, I literally just said that in what I what I would like. <laughs> you traded for D Hop in what I would like to happen. Um, that that's just me. That's just kind of a pipe dream. Um, but with, with with the quarterback room, what do you think? What do you think the Ravens are trying to accomplish? Like, what do you think their expectations are, are going to be if that happened the way you wanted it to happen? You saw the 49ers do it with Mister Irrelevant. Why can't we? You saw the 49ers play good defense run the ball well, and a quarterback that doesn't turn it over. Get to the NFC Championship game. And they probably would have been competitive had they not lost their quarterback. And then their fourth-string quarterback. I was going to say quarterbacks. <laughs> right. They lost them both. They had Christian McCaffrey running a wildcat offense. They can do it. You You let the quarterback get the ball into the playmaker's hands. Like, you even see... That's what Patrick Mahomes does. 
Like, yes, he makes the play when the play needs to be made, but for the most part, he just lets the playmakers make it. That's what he did when Tyreek was there. That's what he does with Travis Kelsey, MVS, Juju, um, Mikol Hardman, Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon. He just lets them make the plays. He'll make the play when he has to, but all he has to do is make the throw. Make Let them make the play. You just make the throw. And so, of course, it also is contingent upon the system being worth a shit. You know, we haven't, I mean, being able to do it in college is one thing, right? Absolutely. I agree. Chip Kelly did it in college. Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer did it in college. Yeah. Nick Saban did it in college. Yep. You know, all these guys may be able to do it there, but they translate to the NFL and it doesn't necessarily work. Pete Carroll's really the only guy that's really made it work. So I'll say this. And, 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 and Jimmy Johnson, but that was a, that was a different, that was a different, uh, eras, but, oh. I'll say this about your point, just real quick. Those guys went to head coaching roles, where it's different. You're you're coaching you're coaching young men, multiple young men that are working to get a paycheck. Now you're in the NFL where those men are playing for a paycheck and they're not gonna take the disrespect because quite frankly, they don't have to. Right. But but outside of outside of Nick Saban, you know, you know, Chip Kelly and Urban Meyer, those were guys that were hired for their offensive prowess, right? Um, and, you know, Ch- Chip Kelly had this revolutionary style of offense. That shit the bed. Same thing with Bill O'Brien. You know, he, he, he shit the bed. The only reason why he was in any realm of the word successful is because he had somebody named Deshaun Watson, and the rest of the division sucks. Um, and, still does. It still does. And, I mean, if you, if you look at Urban Meyer, I mean, that was like, that may have been the worst head coaching hire of all time, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, it, I mean, luckily Tom Munkin has had, had NFL experience before he even, before he even had his major success at the college level. You know, you, you were kind of, you were comparing it, you were kind of comparing the whole mantra to, or the whole ideology of what you want to accomplish to what the 49ers do, what the Kansas City Chiefs do. I I think you and I I think you would agree with me when I when I would say that Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid are probably multiple steps ahead of what Tom Munkin does, right? They're the two best offensive minds in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Maybe two offensive play callers, I would say. No, I think they're the two best offensive minds. I'm with Sean McVay in there too. He's well, he's up there, but there yeah, they're, Shanahan and Andy Reid are above him. I yeah, yeah. Um I don't know until until being able to see what the offense kind of is able to look like. I I mean even even with even with my approach, I would be really really concerned from a fan's perspective. Of okay, well now we don't have. I mean now I mean the Ravens are literally. I mean this. I mean we're literally coming up with a contingency plan for losing Superman. No, Superman thinks he's better than thirty two other quarterbacks. Well, well, the mo- the modern day Superman, the real Superman, um, which we'll talk about that in a second, anyway. Yeah, look, I understand. Like, you have to have your reservations about um, about getting like you lose Lamar Jackson, you lose a very dynamic player, you lose a big chunk of offense. Um, I'll just like Stetson Bennett last season was. Th- 68% completion percentage for 4,100 yards, had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Um, and that was 
I mean, like I said, that was with you can't really you can't name a receiver for that team outside of the tight end positions. You can't name a receiver. Their two tight ends, Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington, um, were both fourth or one and four on the team. So they spread the ball out a lot. Um, Todd Munkin knows how to get the ball to the tight end. We have Mark Andrews. Got to get him the ball. And they they spread the ball out. They run the ball. They ran the ball really, really well there at Georgia as well. We have Gus Edwards who came back on a reduced deal. You know, they restructured that for him. And J.K. Dobbins. So uh, you bring in some weapons that just know how to create a little space, maybe sit down in some zones, uh, understand the defense. And uh, I think that the Ravens could be successful with Stetson Bennett and Matt Corral as the front two guys, with Joe Flacco just being like a third-string veteran mentor kind of quarterback. I will say this as far as as far as quarterback room goes. Of course, you of course you didn't really. I I did a little bit of a deeper dive than what you did. I think as far as quarterback room goes, I think the team would be more equipped for success with your approach than with my approach. More equipped for success in the short term. It could be long term too. It could it could be long term. Of course, I like I would I would favor Hendon Hooker as a more long term option than Stenson Bennett. That I mean that that's just me. I think you and I would both agree that Hendon Hooker is a better prospect than Stenson Bennett. I, I do. I do I absolutely yeah. do. So um, so I think long term success. I think with I think Hendon Hooker as opposed to Stenson Bennett would be would be a better option. Um. My concern with that is because it because if you're if who who knows what the hell Matt Corral could be Matt Corral did spend all all season all season last year hurt or on IR I don't know if he was hurt all season but he was on IR ineligible to play and um, you know Trace McSorley saw very limited action last year Joe Flacco he had he he had he had his moments. Well, I will say the time that Trace McSorley did see, he didn't look very good. You're right. He didn't. Um, my whole concern is, is that the Ravens as a whole are too talented to suck to get one of the best quarterbacks in the draft next year. Yeah. Oh, no, 100%. And quite honestly, the Ravens can't afford to just piss away a season. Like financially, cap-wise, like who we have under contract, who's coming up on negotiations. The Ravens cannot afford to just piss away another season. Yeah. Like, we got to be competitive. Honestly, the Ravens' window is now. Like, they have they have another, like, two or three seasons of this window. If, like, and that's kind of dependent on Lamar Jackson, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll be, I'll be very honest with you. I think if, if the Ravens get a deal done with Lamar, this is the last year of the window. Cause I th- I think we'll be too we'll be too caught up in salary in order to do anything with it. Cause then at that point you'd have to ask every single major player on your team to restructure deals. Yeah. And I mean look, if we lose Lamar Jackson, we're still gonna be too well ran of an organization, what too well run of a team, too talented to get a top two pick to get Drake May, Caleb Williams. A realistic look of what the Ravens would be next year if we lose Lamar Jackson 
is what the Jets were this past season. Yeah, I think we'd be better. I'll be honest. I think we'd be better than the Jets. But but a, a, a team that can run the ball, our offensive line is better than the Jets. Yep, 100%. And the Jets' defense is better than ours. Not 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 in a major way, but I think I think it is a little bit better than than the Ravens. Um, just cause, I mean I mean the the Jets have had two years in order to get their personnel in place. We had an off season. I th- I th- I think if if the Ravens get personnel in place better, then I think it's different. But that's the general there. But I think between. 15 uh, between 11 and 15 is a realistic spot of where you can expect the Ravens to draft that next season. Um if we if we lose Lamar Jackson. Luckily, the nice thing is is that the Ravens would acquire a second first round pick with losing Lamar. So that does give you a little bit more ammo to go up and say, "Okay, Let's go get who we know. Like, let's go get the guy that we want. Because the Ravens could conceivably say, okay, we will give you our first, we will give you four first round picks in the next two years. Yeah. And I think that would get it done. Because I, I think a team like whoever ends up drafting at the, at the top end of the, going to the top end of the draft, Falcons. Falcons are going to have a top two pick. Depends on what Desmond Ritter does. If Desmond Ritter's half competent, because I, I I genuinely do think they go receiver in the first round. Falcons, Falcons, Titans, and Cardinals. In one way or another, those three will have the top three picks in the draft. If it's the Cardinals with a top two pick, the Ravens are in good shape. In in in, the, in this alternate scenario. Or they could take a look at it and be like, hey, new coach, new GM. We could ditch Kyler Murray. Oh, wow. I wonder how much that would cost. Yeah, how much dead cap is he worth next season? Jeez, let's figure that out. <laughs> this year alone, his dead cap is $96 million. It's going to go down for next season. To 81 Oh. And you also lose twenty nine million in cap. So <laughs> Wow, Kyler Murray really just fleece the Cardinals. I mean, like he's like his whole fucking Well, if they trade him, do they still incur that dead cap? Yes. Oh, that sucks then. Now if they trade him as a post June one uh, if they trade a post June one, then that cap hit goes from or that dead cap hit goes from forty six million down to thirteen. Okay, so it's potential. There is potential. Yeah, there's potential. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm saying it's potential. It is a new head coach and a new GM. So who knows? Like we we we're watching it with the Panthers this season. Like. They just cleaned house of the quarterback room. They got rid of P.J. Walker. They got rid of Baker Mayfield. They got rid of Sam Darnold. Uh, they're working on getting rid of Matt Corral. They're like cleaning house. This this is something that happens a good bit in the NFL. But, you know, I, I, th- I think it would be really tough for... I think it would be really tough for the Cardinals to say, you know what, we're going to move on from Kyler Murray. J- I mean, 
if Kyler Murray started first game of the season, I think you'd have an easier chance of doing it. But since you're only going to get maybe, what, a half season, if that... That's why I have them picking in the top three. Right, right, right. And and with that, I think they would, I think they would, ha- I think they would have to say to themselves, okay, well, let's see what he can do with a full season. Let's keep, at, let's keep adding players. Let's keep doing what we need to do. Let's give him a full season, and then let's see what he can do. Because at that point, I don't even know who's going to be coming out of the draft at that point after that. Um... Too early for Arch. What, two years from now? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I don't even know. Fuck. Probably Quinn Ewers at that point. No, he'd probably come out this year. Let me see something. He uh, might be most beneficial to stay. How about a transfer? Well, yeah, yeah, like transfer, but stay in college football. I need the top 300, not the top 100. I have no idea who's coming out two years from now. I can give you a little bit. I can... Um, I'm working it. I'm working it. I'm working it. Hello, darkness, my old friend. So what? This would be recruits from 2020. Uh, or 2021. 21. Come on. Or it'd be 22 because that'd be the 2025 draft. So three years. Okay, so I'll start with I'll start at 21 and I'll backtrack from there. Oh, page error. Hate to see it. Let's go to. Two, I'm going to 247 Sports. That's a better site anyway. <laughs> um. Player rankings. So you say pop back down to 2021. I'll start there. Yeah. It's Quinn Ewers. He'll be coming out this year. Caleb Williams was that year. Okay, so it's gotta be twenty two. Drake May. So yeah, it's gotta be twenty two then. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. Well, that's what I'm saying because like three years in college. This is the twenty twenty five draft that you're talking about. Uh, Drew Aller from Penn State. I don't know if he's still there or not. I don't really care enough. Uh, Klubnik from Clemson. Okay. Uh, Connor Wigman from A&M. Ty Simpson from Alabama. Or Quinn could stay and he can come out the following year. I think that would be the most beneficial move for him. So, I mean, Quinn Ewers would be the best. Oh, Devin Brown's, Devin Brown's pretty good. He's from Ohio State. I think he's starting next year. Well, there you go. So, I mean, I mean... Of, of course, this is two years down the line. Of course, I have no clue who the fuck's coming out in two years. <laughs> but, um, well, I could tell you three years from now, it's going to be Arch, Arch Manning and that kid from Tennessee. Arch Manning is not even the best one of the bunch anymore. He is according to 247 Sports. Yeah, Nico, last name can't pronounce. What is it? Uh, Lama. Lama. Lama Bella? I think so. Nico Lama, Lama Bella. Something like that. I think uh, right. Dante Moore and... Uh, Kid ja- from Oklahoma. There's Jackson Arnold. There's one yeah. more. Malachi Nelson. Yeah. Guy from USC. Yep. So in due time, I mean, I th- I think I think the quarterback play is going to drop off, but 
there's four guys graded as a perfect five-star prospect in this year's class. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, dude, like next season's going to be great for, for the draft. Um, top two guys are, are going to be studs in the NFL. Then you take a, a season off from quarterback, which is fine. Like everything happens in waves. Um, and then the following season, you could potentially see four quarterbacks go in the top five again. But then again, I mean, you know, even if – what the fuck is this? That was a very aggressive F-bomb. I know. Sorry. But then again, you know, if you, if you look at what happened in the transfer portal also this past season, I mean, you'll have, a, you'll have guys like, um, like Grayson McCall, Sam Hartman, Devin Leary. So, I mean, I mean there's going to be guys who are coming out who could be Hudson Card. He's going to fucking Purdue. Um. There, there's going to be guys that are coming out who you could look to to be like, okay, maybe this guy's going to be half, half worth something. Yeah, I mean, not everybody can be a, a first round draft pick, right? I mean, a guy like Sam Hartman. I mean, if he if he has, I mean, same thing with Devin Leary. The two of them, if they have, if they have, cons- if they have success going from ACC schools, Sam Hartman is still going to be playing against ACC talent, but he's. He's going in there to Dame, but Devin Leary's going to the SEC. You know, if both of those guys have success with their new teams, you know, who's to say that they don't jump into first round conversation? Similar to Joe Burrow, you know, he transferred from Ohio State to go to to go to LSU, and then boom, blows up. Not saying either of these guys are going to go on to win a fucking Heisman, or I'm not predicting that. Um, but you never know. You know, you know, guys like that could stand to benefit a lot from transferring to another team, and they could be an impact starter on an NFL team and come two years from now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I mean, this, this is all stemming from the, the quarterback room conversation. So, I mean, that was just what I had for the Ravens quarterback room. Matt Corral, Stetson Bennett, Joe Flacco. I mean, fact of the matter is, nobody still knows what the fuck's going to happen. Nobody knows. This is, in, this is in a world where Lamar Jackson does not return to the Ravens and what we would like to see happen. Um, we do not get to make decisions for the Ravens. We do not get to make decisions for Lamar Jackson. So right, I mean, I mean, no, nobody has any clue what's going to happen. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, the whole report by whoever the hell it was who who made the report, Mike Florio. Yeah, that if 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 you see that report, don't read too much into it. You know, unless it's unless it's from the Ravens or unless it's from Lamar Jackson. You know, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't really be looking at that a whole like really deeply. Now when Lamar Jackson's when Lamar Jackson's self produced interview is going to be coming out, that is something that I would watch. That could be an indicator of how things are gonna go down. Yeah. I'm sure it's gonna be discussed. hundred percent. Um because at that point Lamar Jackson controls the narrative. I think it would be very foolish of him not to just set the narrative straight and be like, look, this is actually how it's going. This is what's up. Yeah. I, I that that's my opinion. I think it would be foolish if he if he didn't do it. But then again, you know Lamar Jackson is he's very calculated. You know he's not going to take any risk that he doesn't need to. So um, who knows what he's actually going to talk about? But I would set the record straight if I was him. I probably would too. But yeah. we touched on this briefly. Cam Newton thinks that he is still a starter in the NFL. He said, "There's no way there's 32 motherfuckers better than me." There is. Yeah. I don't know. I'm all for some like self-confidence. I'm for it. I'm here for it. Cam, I respect it. Yep, I respect it. You're not you're not a starting quarterback in the NFL. No. Josh Allen is better than he is. Tua is. 
Mac Jones is. So is Bailey Zappi. That's four right there. I'm not even going to talk about the Jets because we all know he is better than Zach Wilson. He's not better than Aaron Rodgers, who is looking like he's going to go there. Looking like he's going to go But he's not better than Kenny Pickett. He's not better than Sean Watson. He definitely ain't better than Joe Burrow. He definitely ain't better than Lamar. Uh, I could make an argument. Uh, Tyler Huntley's better than him. I could make the argument, too. He's not better than Bryce Young. No. And he's not better than C.J. Stroud. No. And those guys aren't even in the league yet. Not even in the league yet. Uh, Indianapolis. Gardner Minshew. He ain't better than Gardner Minshew. (laughs) Baker Mayfield isn't even better than Gardner Minshew. And Baker Mayfield's better than Cam Newton. And Baker Mayfield's better than Cam Newton. He's not better than Trevor Lawrence. He's not better than Ryan Tannehill, despite all of his flaws. Uh, Not better than Justin Herbert. Not better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Not even talking about the Chiefs. (laughs) He's not better than Russell Wilson. Not better than Dak Prescott, who I also think is the most overrated quarterback in the league. Uh, Not better than Daniel Jones. Not better than Jalen Hurts. Who's quarterback in Washington? Jacoby Brissett. He ain't better than Jacoby Brissett. I don't, <laughs> even, I don't even think he's better than Sam Howell. Kirk Cousins, no. Jordan Love. Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. But then again, we've named two teams that we've named team. Like, he he's not even better than, um, who did the Cowboys just re-sign? Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. He's not better than Cooper Rush. Jared Goff, no. Justin Fields, no. Desmond Ritter, no. Uh, well, we already... Whoever gets drafted to Carolina, no. The Saints, they still have Jameis Winston, so no. They have uh, Derek Carr. Word. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay, nope. Not better than Baker, not better than Geno, not better than any of the fuckers that are starting for the 49ers, because they have three. Sam Darnold, <laughs> uh, Trey Lance, and Brock Purdy. They moved off of Cam Newton to keep Sam Darnold. What does that tell you? Yeah, it's got to tell you something. It's got to tell you something. And the Panthers just let go of uh, Sam Darnold. He's not better than Stafford, and he's not even better than Kyler Murray on one leg. Kyler Kyler Murray with a quarter of a leg. Yeah. Kyler Murray's half leg, which is a quarter of a normal person's leg, because Kyler Murray's so short. Jesus. I know. I'm I'm just, no. Kyler Murray, we respect you on this show. Um... But even Kyler Murray with one leg, with one with one functioning leg at the moment, is is better than Cam Newton. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, let's just take a look at uh, Cam Newton when he his last full season. He started fifteen games for the New England Patriots. He went seven and eight, completed sixty five percent of his passes. For That's 20. not bad. I didn't know. I didn't know it was that high for only twenty six hundred yards. Okay. Eight passing touchdowns and ten interceptions. Okay, he had a QBR of eighty-two point nine. No, thirty-nine point four. Whoa, he had a passer rating of eighty-two point. That's a little better. Uh, y- y- yeah. What about rushing numbers? Uh, da, 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 da. can I get the rushing numbers? With the Patriots, he had 592 rushing yards for 12 touchdowns. He also had a receiving touchdown. Good for him. It's a little fun fact there. Yeah, I mean, he he ran in more touchdowns than he threw. And he damn near had more interceptions than he had rushing touchdowns. And then got replaced by Mac Jones. Yeah, and then got replaced by a rookie Mac Jones. Right. 
Yeah, no. And then and then he got signed. He got signed by Carolina when they were having a whole litany of quarterback issues. Yeah, they couldn't get anything. And right. then proceeded to go zero and five. Let's see. Yeah, he went zero and five, completed fifty four percent of his passes. That's atrocious. Good lord! For six hundred and eighty four yards, four touchdowns, and five interceptions. That's with DJ Moore. That was with then Robbie Anderson. That was with Christian McCaffrey. He had a QBR of 25.5 and a passer rating of 64.4. Look, he's and this is all stemming from him throwing at Auburn's com or pro day today. Good for him. If he's trying to do if he's trying to come back to the NFL, that's great. Good for Cam Newton. I you know, I wish him nothing but the best. But fact of the matter is, no. You are not better than 32 quarter starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Fun I, fact that 25.5 QBR wasn't even a career low. Holy shit. 2019 when he went 0 and 2. And then he got hurt. And then he got hurt. He had a QBR of 22.2. 22.5, sorry. I will say this. You know who's looking like he's You know who's looking like they deserve to make an NFL comeback? Fucking DJ Fluker. Have yeah, you seen dude, him? Yeah, he is. Oh my goodness. Jacked. 330 pounds. It looks like a straight He looks like a fullback. Yeah, he looks like he's on. He's just finished up his fourth cycle of steroids. Like he he is jacked. Yeah, he's he's ripped. He is now. DJ Fluker was a first round pick in 2013, eleventh overall. He was taken. He wasn't really that. Wasn't really anything crazy when he was at when he was in the NFL. But now he he was listed at 342 when he last played for the Ravens in 2020. Now he's down to 330. That has got to be like every bit of straight muscle. Well, he's going to need an entire season to clean up his bloodstream. Yeah. He, there's, there's, and he's working out at Alabama's pro day. I honestly, I'm just, I'm completely kidding. DJ Fluker's not on drugs. Yeah. Or no. on steroids. Yeah, that's crazy. And I mean, honestly, a team like the Ravens who needs help at guard, that would not be a bad pick. If you're if you're telling me you're sending out DJ Fluker looking like that, dude, come on now. That's what I'm saying. You could put you could put Stetson Bennett back there. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, holy shit, he is looking built. Yeah, he's he's freaking jacked. He's massive. That's a, like. Are you kidding me? Do you think we could put him at left guard? That's where he play. Ronnie Stanley, DJ Fluker, Tyler Linderbaum, Kevin Zeitler, Morgan Moses. We're running for 300 yards a game. Easy. Dude, because I guarantee you, you know darn well that he's like, DJ Fluker's the most athletic he's ever been. Dude, just imagine. Just imagine being a linebacker and this is what you see. DJ Fluker pulling. You see somebody... Pick up DJ Fluker. You, you see, see DJ Fluker pick up somebody else. You see him. Next, you know, here comes Pat, Pat Ricard. Ricard coming around his backside. Pat, Pat Ricard's big ass. Cracking your dumb ass. And then your safety's behind him and sees Gus Edwards coming behind those two. And I don't care if you're CJ Gardner Johnson playing for the Detroit Lions, you're pissing yourself. Dude. <laughs> like, D- like, DJ Fluker, like. Literally, T.J. Fluker, who's got to be like 120% muscle at this point now, pulling around the edge, and he 
and he cracks he cracks the fucking uh the dude trying to set the edge. Here comes Pat Ricard. Number one, I don't want to run into Pat Ricard at any point, whether it's whether it's in a back alley or trying to go into a pizza bullies. Like I don't want anything. I don't want because because he, he does his pizza bullies commercials. <laughs> I understand. All right, I, was, I was just making sure. I, I didn't know if you understood what I was saying or not. But like, I don't want to get in Patrick Ricard's way at all because you know you're like an athletic freak if you play defensive end in college and then translate to a fucking fullback in the NFL. A receiving fullback. Right, a guy who they send out to go do fucking screens on third and eighteen. I'm so not to, ha- not I'm to so block, happy. not to block, but to catch the ball. I'm so happy that that decade long torture is over. Of what? Dealing with Greg Roman calling that it wasn't a decade. It, was, it fucking felt like it. It was four seasons. <laughs> I know that was that was the setup. It was all a setup to say it felt like a decade. It was. Four damn years. I know. It was always set up to say it felt like a decade because now, it was long and painful. It was during COVID, so I'll give it to you. I'll give I'll give that to you. Three of it was during COVID, so I'll I'll give you that one. No, just the torture of watching Patrick Ricard's screens on third and eighteen was painful. But dude, like the thing is, like if it worked, like you're like, wow, holy shit. But the thing is, is like you would have someone like James Prochet bro- blocking for Patrick Ricard. I know. Like, how much sense does that make? I'm like, dude, I'm all for like a little bit of an element of surprise and like mix things up. But, but like James Prochet is like six foot one, like 185 pounds soaking wet. Like Patrick Ricard's a defensive lineman turned fullback that they, that they gave the jersey number 42 to in in mistake, and they're like, okay. I guess he's a fullback now. Yeah, I guess he's a fullback. It's painful. Life is a Ravens fan. <sighs> yeah. You'll watch Lamar Jackson do the craziest run you'll ever see as a quarterback for weeks on end. Just to follow it up in the next play. Pat Ricard screen. Pat Ricard screen. Not J.K. Dobbins. We're not even. We we would literally. The Ravens would rather throw the ball to Patrick Ricard fifteen times in a game than let J.K. Dobbins run a twelve. Yep. Like that day is over. Greg Roman is gone. I pray that it is. I we pray. are freed from him. I wonder if he got a job somewhere. I hope not. Let's see. I hope not. Not that I wish ill upon him. I just hope not in the sense that there's poor people that have to. Use him as an offensive coordinator. Mm. Going to be struggling. <laughs> Let's see here. I'll say this: Greg Roman could go be a run game coordinator somewhere. He is absolutely deserving. Yeah, of that. we've always said that. Yeah. Greg Roman could be a run game coordinator somewhere, or like an offensive line coach. Greg Roman could absolutely do that. Greg Roman has no business being an offensive coordinator in the NFL because he does not understand pass game in a passing NFL. Um, yeah, no, he hasn't, um, he hasn't, uh, signed anywhere. That's on him. Maybe he's taking a year off of football, who knows? Maybe with the Thailand with, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Maybe. I think it's possible. You know, Cliff Kingsbury's back from Thailand. He wasn't there that long. Um, but as I alluded to earlier, C.J. Gardner-Johnson actually did sign with the Detroit Lions on a one-year, $8 million deal. Um, he's kind of betting on himself here, which you know I'm not too mad at, but mm-hmm. 
the Lions are making really good moves. They got that secondary shirt up a little bit, so um, I feel like they're definitely going D-line early on in the draft here. Interesting to see what moves they make, but uh, I don't know, man. Apparently, uh, apparently people are really want to go play for Dan Campbell. Like the players, they're like, hey, you know what? That's that's a guy I can play for. You know, my question to you is, you know, if you look, you look at um, you look at some of these players who are signing one year deals, like guys who are definitely capable of like playing on multi year deals. Do you think that's a good thing for the NFL? Like guys betting on themselves for a year because a lot of the guys you see do it, it doesn't really pan out. Because we watched Julio Jones do it, it didn't pan out. I mean, we've seen him do it twice now at this point. I mean, he's just yeah. he's just the first guy that I can think of. Do you think it is a good? Do you think it is a good thing for the NFL? Do you think it hurts it? Like, what what's your uh, what's your opinion on it? Catch you on the spot. I don't know if it necessarily hurts the NFL, but it hurts the players, like the association in general. Yeah. So okay. obviously, like players have to uh, pay the union. Yeah. The you know the players association the union, um, so the less lucrative the contracts are, the less money that the players association makes. Right, which is partially why I think Lamar Jackson is really just a pawn in their game. Yeah, and I think they're trying to weasel as much money out of the Ravens for Lamar Jackson so that they get the most money possible. Yeah, um, I think he's just a pawn in this disgusting game because there was a report, um out of the Ravens social media, like the Ravens like official podcast. Shout out Sarah Ellison. Yeah. Shout out to Sarah Ellison. That there was reports that they got from other people in the building that Eric DaCosta and Lamar Jackson could have a conversation, like a contract conversation. And it went really, really well. It was very productive. Um encouraging. Very, and, and encouraging. very encouraging. Like they were like, hey, like we're gonna pick it up tomorrow when we might be able to we might be able to get this done. And then Lamar Jackson walks in the room the next day and it's like that conversation never even happened. Yep, and it all and it all really stems back from, uh, the players' association. Yeah, yeah, him discussing things with the players' association, and and that's it. And then and then it comes from you know Maurice Smith, who is I don't know what his role. I think he's the head of the players' association, player operations or some shit, he, so, something like that. But he, he is he is the Roger Goodell of the NFL Players Association, who just got a new contract by the way. Roger Goodell did. Is it official or it's set to be official? Uh set to be official. That's what I thought. Uh but it's it's widely it's widely expected that it is going to be voted and agreed upon by the NFL owners. Um but Maurice Smith came out and said, you know, why in a, in a tweet, why wouldn't teams want to sign a unanimous MVP? A young unanimous MVP, referring back to Lamar Jackson. The fact that he's almost he's almost insinuating that there's collusion going on against Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um but then they're they're telling him to stay like stand put and you know demand every single penny you can get. Bankrupt the Ravens. That that's that's almost what they're kind of insinuating him to do. So like what's your end goal here? Do you want teams to try and sign him? Yeah. Or do you want him to demand as much money as possible? Because if he demands as much money as possible, teams aren't going to want to sign him. It uh Demora Smith, NFLPA executive director. That's his role. Okay. I know he's not the president. 
He said, in nearly 15, in my nearly 15-year career as executive director, I have never witnessed teams be so quick to publicly announce their lack of interest in an MVP quarterback who is in his prime and is also going to get an injury guarantee regardless of his contract. We as a union know that owners have colluded in the past and might do it again, as they are potentially doing it right now, when it comes to highly sought-after players. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. But this is the world we live in. But, I mean, going back to the C.J. Garner-Johnson thing, I did see a report that the Eagles apparently offered him a $3 million deal, or $3 million, three-year deal worth about $24 million. I did see I – I don't know if this is true or anything like that. Um, and C.J. Garner-Johnson wanted to see what else he could get out there. You know, a, a, a business move. Nothing crazy. When you take risk, there's there's risk and reward. Yeah. Like, you take a risk, and it could pay off. It could bite you in the ass. Exactly. Yeah, it it, it very it very well could come back around to bite you in the ass. In this case, it may have because he... I think uh, he's earning more per year, per the one year, than he is against than he is with Philadelphia. Right, but there's no security. There is no security. You're right. Um but Philadelphia was going to give him three years. I want to say it's like twenty-seven million, something like that. Like nothing, nothing wild. But they would not match one year, eight million. So it's strange. I mean, if they were going to give him three years, twenty-seven million, then that means they might want to backload the contract, right? Um, just strange to let the guy who, wait, I mean, it was widely expected that I think he was going to leave regardless. You and I both kind of anticipated that. I think they just know that they can grab another safety in the draft. Yeah, I mean they can get, they can get Brian Branch in the first round. Yeah, you take at him number at ten. The, yeah, you yeah. take him at ten, and you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, and you're solid from there. Um, just interesting. I mean, great sign, great signing by the Lions. You know, they're making they're making a lot of great moves. The defense was really the big struggle point last season for them, and they're starting to do things to really shore up that defense now. Um, you know, pass rush. Defensive interior, it almost looks like that's going to be what their what their end goal is now. Um, especially after getting Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton, right? Potentially. I don't know. I don't know who they signed it. I'm not really worried about it. But they but they they, they signed a, a corner or two. Now they're getting CJ Garner Johnson at safety. Um Oh, the Lions? Yeah. Um Cam Sutton. That's it. It was Cam Sutton. Yeah. And I, I thought it was Mike Hilton. Is it Emmanuel Mosley from the Niners? They got a corner from the Niners, too. Oh, uh, let me see here. I thought you were talking about the Eagles, and I'm like, oh, no, I don't give a shit about them. It's like, I'm pretty sure they re-signed both their corners. Um, Emmanuel Mosley, Cam Sutton. There you go. Mike Hughes left. Deshaun Elliott left. Good for him. Yeah, he's down in Miami. Mm-hmm. Yep. C.J. Garner-Johnson. So, I mean, they're doing things to really shore up that back end of the defense. Um, They are going to have to get another safety eventually. But, I mean, the offensive line is looking, is looking pretty good now at this point. Um, Getting Graham Glass now over from uh, the Broncos definitely helps out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're pretty happy with their other safety. I don't know who that is. He played pretty well last season. I think, I'm not going to lie, I think he picked off Aaron Rodgers both times they played. Was it Tracy Walker? Uh, yep, Tracy yeah. Walker. Man, I'm good. But, I mean, they still do have Jeff Okuda 
on roster, uh, a guy who I think they're going to decline. I think his fifth year option got declined. Um, he was the number three overall pick. Just good lord, four years back now. Yep, time's flown. Yeah, time <laughs> time really has. Um, so I mean, the Lions are really are really in good shape. I mean, you and I already talked about it. We think that they're um, we think they're probably going to be the front runner to win that division. Um, I I might pick the Bears. I'm going to pick the Lions just because they had a little bit more success last year. Um, until until the Bears show me otherwise, I like I I trust a team that's already been that's trend that's that is already performing up and trending up. The Bears are trending up for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I trust a performance last year from the Lions a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they'll be one or two though. One or two. Um, well, I mean that's all I really got for everybody this week. I don't know about you. I don't know if you have anything else to add. I tried to keep the Lamar Jackson talk to a minimum. Because we can go on for hours and hours. We can go on for hours. We've done it before. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm straight. All right, well, perfect. Hey, we'll catch you guys on Friday. Y'all have yourself a good week. Stay safe, make good choices, and uh, make sure you drink some ghost energy. They get you right. Yeah, also, how about them Jayhawks? See you guys on Friday. (laughs) See you guys. Yeah, my bracket's fucked. Yeah, it's all right. Everybody says, but it's okay. Shout out Princeton University. Shout them out. <laughs> Shout them out. Sponsor us. <laughs> All right, we're going to get the hell out of here. We'll see you guys on Friday. See you guys.